Excuse me for a second here. <laughs> Sorry. That was the weakest burp I've I ever seen. I can't belch. I, do it again. I can't, I can't do it. No, I can't. Like, I can't do it on command like you can. I'm really bad. Uh, <laughs> Disappointment. Welcome back to our podcast, Tales from the Table. I'm Cloud, the dungeon master and creator of this adventure, and around our virtual table we have... Athanasius. Flower. And Caden. All right. Who uh, who draws the short stick and has to give the summary? Pretty sure I did it last time. If you keep treating it like this big burden, then we're going to treat it like that too. Oh, You got to right. make it a reward. Ooh, uh, who who am I gonna give the the excellent uh, reward? This this sweet sweet privilege to Mac. You get to say what happened last oh, time. I was seeing how much longer I could avoid it. I feel like I've only given it once, and then ever since then, like you guys haven't realized how few times <laughs> I give it. Well, your uh, your your streak of not giving the summary has ended. Go. So we came downstairs from the big. Big boy Willie, and uh, that's what we're calling him now. I'm gonna spit fucking tea all over my computer. Now. <laughs> you know, we, we were like, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass, and uh, we're like, yeah, and like, well, don't want to dissipate the illusion just yet because bad things probably happen because it's like blowing up a castle when you're inside. So we're not gonna do that. So we're like, oh, okay, let's go look for that stuff that we saw earlier, or we smelled it earlier. We didn't see it. We smelled it earlier. <laughs> We should also probably pick up that dagger as well. So we went to the smelly place, and uh, <laughs> there were some socks, there were some onions and keys, and we were missing the gatekeeper, and then uh, a rabbit showed up wearing the boots that we need. They're worth a lot of money, because we definitely want to return them because they're a family heirloom, not because they're worth 3,500 gold. Pressing forward, we kind of uh, destroyed the rabbit because he tripped, and then I grabbed him with the ground. And then the cactus were all like, rah, and we were like, no. I set them all on fire, including Athens, and then we kicked the rabbit's butt and got the boots, and we're good. Yeah. All right, I'm going to transcribe that exactly, and then that's going to be the show notes. Uh, just so that you know, just so you know that he's going to be like, the cactuses were like, rah, and we're like, no. <laughs> all right. Okay, Sonnet and Yawali are uh, applauding and cheering uh, your recent victory. Huzzah! Well, we should head towards Alsin then, huh? I'm um, kind of running out of juice soon. Got maybe one small fight left in me, but uh, I don't know. Oh, you think We're we should there. rest before we we get to the village? If if you want, I don't know how 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 infested the village will be with those uh, spooky boys. That's true. Very infested, yeah. says Sonnet. We should at least move towards all soon and then maybe, you know, post up and I don't know how long of a rest you want to take, but... Oh, a nice deep sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. A lot has happened today, huh? What What time is it? 
it's perpetual twilight so we've got stop we've got our our watches though that's right you've got pocket watches um i don't know you guys how you guys slept the last time you slept was at the warm demon bar and inn and tavern or whatever the fuck it was called Mm mm-hmm and then there was the whole thing with, the with you guys shop. going through the city, you fought some floaty boys, you rode a floaty boy, you fought more floaty boy into the we tower. Into the tower, we yeah, interrogated talk, talk Wally, the tower, learn about the monster, yeah. fight the monster, get out, fight the rabbit. I don't know, it's probably night again. It's I'm, Yeah, it's it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Do we stay in the city for the night, do you think? How long would it take for us to get back to the city? You're right outside it. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's, let's probably go, be better uh, than facing roving bands of flesh strippers, and yeah. if those cacti or the drac rabbit come back, huh? Definitely. Let's go back and stay in an inn or something. Be ready for the spooky boys tomorrow. Yo, Wally, did you have a favorite inn in here? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, there's this this one. Um, that's really great. Uh, it's it's back over in the Opal District. Come on. Uh, I'll show you where it is. And uh, she takes you back over there. Uh, maybe you, um, oh God, what was her name? The hairdresser. Salima. Salima, yeah. Maybe you guys uh, wave hi to Salima as you guys walk past uh, her hair salon. And uh, you see down the road just a little bit, uh, there is a, a very, <laughs> uh, like a very sort of, um, What's the best way to describe something that's, like, kind of girly in the way it looks? It's got, like, a lot of, like, curled ornamentation and, like, a lot of, like, uh, glitter and, like, crocheted doilies on stuff and things like that. And it's got uh, butterflies all over the outside. And uh, you see on a very beautiful, brightly painted sign, it says, uh, the measly butterflies. Uh, how about the measly butterflies hotel? You don't know what makes them measly. There's yeah, a lot of why them. why measly? Yoali uh, looks at you and she says, oh, that, um, <laughs> that's always kind of been like a local joke. Um, it's because uh, um, the lady who first established it, her name is Measly, and she liked butterflies, so it's Measly's Butterflies. Oh, okay. Lovely. Some Let's people have unusual names. I don't, you know. Oh, I've got a pretty normal name, but... Uh, Sonnet? Sonnet's kind of an unusual name. It's pretty, though. I learned a long time ago not to judge people for their names. Yeah, you don't have a lot of room for, for name judgment. Yeah. And, At least it's uh, not you... the Juicy Cheese Bar. That place was terrible. That Boo! Place was Every single fan of our podcast loves the Juicy Cheese. Fans, please uh, please tweet at us telling Mac how wrong he is for hating the Juicy Cheese Bar, which is, of course, the heart and soul of this podcast. At Caden right now. <laughs> Just Juicy Cheese. I wonder cheese. who has that tag, because I don't. I was going to say, <laughs> he doesn't have it. Make someone really confused. <laughs> Some random person is going to be like, what the fuck? What the fuck is a Juicy Cheese? Okay, uh, as you push open the uh, very uh, petite and beautiful and pink uh, door of the Measly Butterflies Hotel, uh, which has sort of like lacy uh, pink curtains, um, I'm completely clashing with what I said the architectural style in the city was, but I don't care anymore. Uh, And you uh, go inside and everything is very pink and covered in butterflies and... uh, Do they all have the measles? (laughs) <laughs> they don't have the measles, no. Uh, and uh, a little bell tinkles as you uh, you walk inside. 
and uh, there is a uh, a paper person. Uh, she is like a rather uh, squat, uh, but very uh, friendly looking. Uh, let's say another tiefling uh, woman uh, with uh, beautiful sort of like uh, rosy skin um, uh, comes forward uh, and is uh, welcoming you uh, into her hotel. You would assume that this is the uh, the measly that the hotel is named after. Measly, hello. We'd like a couple rooms for the night if it wouldn't be a bother. Oh, yes. Oh, dear. Deary me. Uh, how wonderful to have guests again. Yes, please, please help yourself. Thank you so much. This place is so, so beautiful. So, oh, why, thank you. Okay, well, love to chat, but <laughs> we're very tired right now. I'm going to go up to the rooms. Oh, I can see that, dearie. Uh, would you all like a cup of tea? Looks like you could all use one. No, thank you. We have our own supplies, actually, so. Oh, we'll, well don't let me bother you then. You just all go upstairs and get a good rest. Thank you, Measley. Night. Cloud thought she would just slip that past us. <laughs> I remembered at the last second. I honestly had forgotten. I was just trying to play a, a nice, like, desperately plump, trying to steal that last integrity. She's trying real hard to steal that. No, last I wasn't. Point. I swear. I remembered as it, the words came out of my mouth. I was like, oh shit! I told them they weren't supposed to eat or drink anything here. She's just trying to be nice, you guys. Uh, you guys go upstairs. Everything is like. Uh, very frilly and pink. Uh, there's like a bunch of like uh, hand crocheted like blankets and stuff like that. Fluffy pink bath towels, whole nine yards. Delightful. Mm -hmm. Well, we could certainly use some sh showers after hanging out around old onions and stinky socks. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely places for you guys to take baths if you want. Uh, Yawali is already, like, uh, very happily, uh, making her way towards, like, one of the, the bathrooms. Uh, oh, looks yeah. like she's planning on taking a nice long soak. Oh, I think sh Flower has started to, like, shed his scales, and so he needs, like, oh. a nice warm bath to, like, start peeling that, his, his, his old scales off. Yeah, f uh, Sonnet's fur is looking a little, uh, matted and dusty. Caden finds the bathroom with the biggest bathtub and okay. takes it for his own. <laughs> you know, like flower is like getting ready is like drawing warm water and everything and is like oh it's gonna feel so good it's gonna help me shed so much and then you look in there and there's just a halfling man already Tiny floating in your bath Caden's <laughs> already in the in hey, the, the bathtub I'll and I like and I like cause the water to just steam even more to cover me up <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh sorry I didn't see you in there you're very small it's a very big bath. Caden just blows bubbles. He's like swimming laps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Did you guys want to role play more or do you want to just take a long rest? Athens already asleep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, a spoiler alert. There's nobody else here. You're the only non-paper people in this city, or at least that you know about. You're definitely the only ones in this hotel, so... I think I do want to keep a little bit of a um, watch just in case, you know, Cult of the Everliving might show up potentially. Yeah, we that's true. We do have Yolali with us. And I ask uh, Sonnet to stay up with me for a little bit. Oh, sure. Uh, they're not taking a bath. You notice that they the idea of water doesn't seem to appeal to them much, <laughs> but they, uh, they've sort of got a brush and they're carefully uh, like brushing uh, and grooming all their, all their fur. 
yeah, just to, to try to get the dust out and everything. And uh, uh, you see they pull a, a much less uh, gaudy, uh, but uh, definitely uh, probably safer and actually belongs to them uh, nail file out. And they start, uh, you know, uh, filing their claws back into shape and everything like that. I've really enjoyed your music today. Oh, uh, thanks. I'm going to have to ditch that loot here but that's fine i i never managed to keep my hands on an instrument for long i'll get another one somewhere right you can play a lot of things i'm sure yeah i'm pretty handy i pick stuff up fairly quickly your repertoire of songs do you know do you know a lot of them uh cats uh don't really blush uh, but you, uh, Sonnet's whiskers twitch some and, and, uh, their ears flick back and forth a little bit. Uh, my songs tend to be a little more on the body side generally, uh, but I, uh, I know some of the, you know, the traditional sagas too, heroic stuff. There was that this, sort of thing. this one that I really liked that, a uh, a traveling musician used to play uh back in my hometown it was uh something about this uh giant winged serpent who she had like wings like rainbows or something and um sort of gave herself to become like the very first song that was ever sung and gave the gift of music to everyone do you know that one oh uh uh you mean the aria of the first gift that yes would oh. you would you play that? Yeah, sure. Oh, it's uh it's a beautiful melody, very simple. Uh hold on a moment. And they put down the brush and the nail file and uh they they pick up the lute and they uh tune it up and uh they start to pluck out uh yeah, a like deceptively simple melody. Um it starts one way and then it splits uh into um you know several different sort of strains and melodies and complicated strings of chords that then come out of this first simple tune. Almost like a beam of light unfolding itself uh, into the spectrum of the rainbow, uh, representing um, this, uh, this representation of the gift of music to uh, the first people. Cool. And I'd like to give Sonnet a point of integrity. Oh, beautiful. Okay, so th- maybe they don't remember the song entirely perfectly. There are, there are a couple points that they've forgotten, and uh, but you're able to help them sort of fill in the gaps. Uh, oh, and yeah. as you uh, sort of sing this song together, I think maybe they know it in a different language also than you oh, do. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you're sort of teaching them, uh, you know, maybe the words you know, and uh, they, they sort of know a, a slightly different version because uh, they're from a different part of the world, but yet uh, you manage to make this song together. And as you do, um, just a little bit of something leaves you, but it goes into Sonnet. And that feels better than losing something to the worm. You know that even though that part of you might not be in you anymore, it's in somebody else who needed it. And that makes you feel good and you know now that you and sonnet are bound together no matter what happens your destinies are intertwined oh good (laughs) 
Yeah, I that's looked out at like the the crumpled poem. I've still been holding that in one of my little hands like this whole time since I've gotten it. <laughs> oh man, lots to think about now. Yeah, Sana looks at you kind of in surprise. Are are you a bard? That felt like bard magic. I don't know. I don't mm. know. I'm glad it helped. Uh, my particular magic. Sometimes I can mm, say things or do things that help people be more themselves. Kind of. Uh, I can sort of inspire people to not be any different, just to be a little better, but still themselves. Like the best version of themselves. You know? That's what you, you helped me with in, a, in the, when we were fighting the worm. Yes, that's right. Uh, it felt like that. I didn't know you could do magic like that. I didn't either. I don't know if it's... Most of my magic doesn't come from me. I'm more of like a conduit, so... Really? Do you know what you're a conduit for? Uh something in the earth or something to do with the earth or the ground but i don't know anything more than that something with intentions they sound a little bit nervous possibly i thought they were good intentions at least but i don't know anymore i need to go home and see where is home flower uh, the, the jungle, the Hakari Basin. It's oh. ways west of here. Yeah, very far away. How, uh, how did you get this far out here? I'm surprised. And a dragonborn from the northern mountains? That's almost as far away from here as the basin is. Some, some magic was involved. I don't think we're supposed to be telling people it's, you know, anyone could get in and ruin things i shouldn't even be saying this to you oh dear um <laughs> they chuckle ah secrets i'm very bad with them <laughs> they laugh uh and they flash their shiny teeth but they um they give you a nod uh normally i would pry but uh i enjoyed the song so your secret's safer tonight at least all right well, you sleep well. We gotta go face some shades in the morning. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm still not happy about that. Okay. Uh, what is everybody else doing? Just sleeping? Oh, Cage's in the bed far too large for him. Awesome. <laughs> big shower, biggest bed. This is great. It was like the one room they had reserved for like a Goliath-sized person and Cage's sleeping in the bed. So, Athen turned in early... Uh, but then he had a kind of a cross between a memory and a dream. You know, sometimes dreams are pulled from your memories, at least somewhat. Yeah. Uh, and since then, he's been awake trying to remember a recipe. <laughs> okay. Since our listeners don't know anything about this, did you want to describe the sort of memory dream that you had? Sure. Uh, he had a dream that he was with his professor at the university. Caius. Uh, Caius, yes. Yep, who we've mentioned before. Okay. Um, and that Caius was pulling out of, I mean, 
an oven, but whatever the fantasy version of an oven is, I guess. Dude, uh, an oven. Like, just because it's not like an electric or like a gas oven doesn't mean it's not an oven. People just used to have ovens with, you know, wood. Okay, so he's he's pulling a tray of cookies uh, out of the oven. And Athen kind of got the impression that he he was kind of weary of the cookies. Uh, Caius had made these cookies before and they had not been very good. Um, but this time they smelled a lot better. Okay. Any particular reason? Were you were you helping Caius with the cookies in the dream? Uh so I wasn't helping him with the cookies, but I had watched him make those cookies a lot of times and the ingredients were always different. Ah, okay. <laughs> And this time the ingredients turned out better than before. They were just right. Yes. Okay. And the secret ingredient was friendship. I mean, actually, it's it's butterscotch chips. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. All right. Uh, when you wake up from the stream, what do you do? So I spend some time trying to remember what ingredients went into that batch of cookies specifically. I remember the butterscotch chips very clearly. Um, but I'm trying to remember I'm trying to remember what the the rest of the ingredients for that batch of cookies was. And finally, after about an hour or so, I uh look at the list and nod in satisfaction and I get up to go see flower. Okay. All right, yeah, I'm probably just like, you know, sitting on a chair still, maybe idly talking to Sonnet as we're both kind of falling asleep. Oh, hey. hi, Athen. Hey, I didn't mean to butt in. Could I talk to you? Oh, yes, sure. Oh, no, is this an emergency? What's up? It's not an emergency. I was hoping for a favor. Oh, c- certainly, yeah, yeah. So, you kind of learned how to get in touch with Gallimaufry and get what you needed to do cooking or baking, right? Yeah, it's a really interesting process of asking the house for ingredients. So, I'm going to tell a bit of a story here. Um, bear with me. Back when I was at the university, um, my professor Caius and I were well let's just say we were devoted to our work we very rarely had time to cook a proper meal or um bake anything regular so what we would do or what (laughs) what my professor would do really is he would just make cookies out of whatever he had it in his cupboards um the results varied pretty wildly um i remember having some really truly disgusting cookies but there was one time that he made a batch of cookies that turned out really really well um and they had chocolate chips and butterscotch chips and coconut and i was hoping you'd be willing to work with me to see if we could recreate them when we got back to Gallimaufry. Oh, y- yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to, but 
I I have to go back to the the jungle. I want to leave as soon as possible when we get back, but uh no no I can I can I can I can make some cookies with you. My home won't be destroyed for a batch of cookies, right? Well, I'll have time, right? Well, I I want to go with you to the jungle too. I don't I want to try to help save your people as well. I I I kind of don't really think I ever want to be away from you ever again, to be honest. Being alone was kind of the worst. I I don't know what to say. Can I can I can I give you a hug? <laughs> yes, you can absolutely give me a forearmed hug. Okay. And it's a serpent folk hug, so it involves like starting to coil like all the way around you, like t- tail tips starting to wrap around each other. It's like, you know, Full body on body, uh, yeah, and I just sort of sag into you, so like you know, three hundred and fifty. Why are we not playing in person? You guys cl- can't see the look on my face. Are you are are you fan personing? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> With this first little blooming of maybe uh, a slightly deeper relationship, I would like to give Flower a point of integrity. You may do so. My heart is squee. <laughs> Flower's gonna have to have a chat with um, yeah. Athanasius about, hey, so we're all like um, Polly in my place. Yeah, I was is gonna say, cool? um, uh, Athanasius, I don't necessarily think understands what he's stumbling into <laughs> with uh, serpent folk culture. Uh, because uh, they don't tend to go single scoop. It's like double no, scoop at least. No, they don't. Yeah, at least. Um. That's okay. We're going to the basin next. I'll have plenty of time to learn. Yeah, there's gonna be some. <laughs> there's gonna be some interesting stuff that happens there for sure. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're playing uh, integrity hot potato over here as Flower gives. Hey, Caden, come get point. in on this. To Sonnet yeah, and then gets one from Athanasius. Did uh, Flower actually have... shout? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you're Isn't Caden still, uh... still at like almost full integrity? I think he lost like one point or something. You uh-huh. you guys all had eight. And Sonnet had five. So now Sonnet has six. I had seven because I gave into the uh Willis Oh damn, that's right in the fight you to get the poem. Going into the fight you all had eight and Sonnet had Five. So now you're still at seven. Athen is at seven, and Sonnet is at six. Is at six? Okay. And, and Caden's at eight. Yes. Does the same thing happen of like the sort of intertwining of of fates and destinies? Um. Yes. Yes. Shit. Absolutely. Yeah. That felt like a lot more than just giving me a recipe, huh? That that was a very good hug. <laughs> it was a very energizing hug. hug. <laughs> You've got very strong arms for that. Must be from pumping all the books, huh? Yeah, I mean, I you have to still, stay you fit should somehow. Keep doing that. <laughs> I mean, now I have this backpack with all my books in it, so I still get my workouts in. That's good. <laughs> well, I'm. I should get some rest. I um. I took a bit of a nasty hit from Caden in that last fight, and I'm uh, yeah, that feeling... oh, I smelled that. It was uh, something else. Yeah, I'm uh, feeling a little out of it, so I'm gonna turn in for the night. Sleep well. Okay, I'll keep the I'll keep the recipe safe. Thank you. I want to say, uh, Caden's uh, spidey senses were tingling. 
he wasn't quite awake yet, or asleep yet. And uh, he, like, sleepily goes to his door, and he pokes his head out in the hallway. And he sees Athens come back. Uh, everything okay? Yeah, everything is great. (laughs) And Athens has a big ol' smile on his face. Awesome. And then he can go back to bed. (laughs) Okay, fantastic. (laughs) All right, um... Yep, uh, the night is pretty uneventful, but again, it uh, it's always it's perpetual twilight, so I can't be like, okay, the next morning the sun comes up, cock a doodle doo, because it it doesn't. But uh, apparently, I told you guys in the past you had alarms in your pocket watches. I don't fucking know. That's right. Did you actually <laughs> say that? Kate said that his God just damn. tases him awake. Yeah, it tases <laughs> him awake. And then uh, Flower said that. Uh, <laughs> That his has like a like a boxing glove inside that comes out and just punches him right in the jaw. <laughs> so apparently that happens. Congratulations, you're awake after taking a long rest. Oh. <laughs> yep. All those lovely uh, dreams. Mine fills my room with like the noxious smell of farts, like really bad farts. You guys can't just say anything, you know that, right? Like there are rules. Literally, we can say anything. We can do that. Cunnilingus. I mean, no, no to the farting and the tasing and the no, no. It just, uh, it just makes it a really annoying. It makes a really annoying sound. Look, if you want extra like adjustments to your timepieces, you're gonna have to ask Artean about that. Okay, <laughs> none of that shit for now. It just makes it really How annoying. How can I get fart gas into my? <laughs> Look, if that's a conversation you want to have with Artean, go right ahead. Listen, weird noises don't really wake me up. I want my alarm to fart me awake. (laughs) Jeez. You people are sick. You have twisted minds. Hey, now. What what did I do? (laughs) Don't lump me in with that. You know what you did. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. It's uh, it's the next day. Can't tell, but it is. And... uh, no I trouble feel, during the night. I feel yeah. OP again. <laughs> yep. Everything's, uh, everything feels great. All right. Well, let's wave goodbye to the floaty boys and head out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're still making their patrols over the city, um, but they don't bother you at all. All right. So you guys are heading for Al soon? Indeed. Indeed. All right. Um, yeah. Sonnet is really, really, really reluctant to go with you. Like, all their fur is kind of, like, standing on end. Their tail uh, is, like, all fluffed up to, like, three times its normal size. Um, like, they're they're dragging their feet. They're looking left and right all the time. Like, they're super jittery. Yoali looks uncomfortable, too. It's, it's okay. Athen has this really cool, powerful thing he can do against uh, uh, the spirits like this makes them all really scared and they all just run away at least the paper people are happy these these are living people who they were destroyed by my magic this is terrible i i at least i don't want to see them hurt anymore i think i give her a big old hug and a point of integrity no (laughs) no um and i i say my my magic sometimes has unforeseen consequences as well, um, and I know that it can be hard to deal with that, but it's really, really important that we make sure that this dagger doesn't fall into the wrong hands. It 
It could hurt a lot of people, Yuwali. I understand that, but I want to take this magic apart. I want to make sure that these people who are trapped here can find rest. I don't want to hurt them anymore, and I definitely don't want them to hurt you. I think I think we got this. I I think you know, once once we know where the dagger is at least, we can get in contact with some of our friends and see if they have any ideas of how to contain it and then we can start taking the gloaming apart, okay? Well, I know exactly where the dagger is. I saw where it fell on the ground. I mean, unless the shades or whatever they are moved it around, but I I doubt it. I don't think they they cared very much about it. it. You know, they're they're shades. You know what can you say? They're ghosts. They only care about one thing, and that's uh, you know killing the living. So, yay. Let's just say it would be easier if we got closer to it. All right. Uh, on the horizon, you can uh start to see the ruins of the village of Alsoon. Uh, grow larger and larger. Alsoon is bigger than Mirsa was, the village that you came in through. Um, and, but it looks pretty similar. It's got a road that ran right through the middle of town. Um, you know, uh, buildings that aren't as large as the ones in Zuljara, but have the same sort of architectural style. Um, you know, not too many of them. Uh, and... You know, they look like they were in pretty good repair. This was probably a prosperous little town before it was swallowed up by the gloaming. Uh, You don't see any sign of shades as you walk into town. The streets are eerily empty and silent uh, under the perpetually dark sky and the unchanging stars. Are they in the building, Sonnet? Sonnet is, like, shaking like a leaf from head to foot. Uh, They don't want to even come inside the village. They're hanging back. Can, can you at least point to where the dagger is? The shades got us pretty much right in the center of town. Look, you guys, this is a bad idea. It's not too late to turn back. Don't go in there. I, uh, I turned to Flower. Now that we're here, do you think we should, um, pen away portal pay? <laughs> what? I think we should open the portal. Oh, well, we need to get back to Joe, the, the boots. Oh, right, shit. I hesitate to say this, but this might be a, might require some stealth, Caden. You want me to go uh, in there and uh, grab the dagger? No, whatever yeah. you do, don't grab the dagger. Okay, right. okay, I snap my fingers and uh, pop my uh, uh, herb pot into existence, and I harvest all the herbs and dump out the dirt and I'm like scoop it into this and then um I'll pop it back out of existence and you shouldn't have to actually touch it. Yeah, I was going to say and whatever you do, scoop it with something that isn't your hand. De- dearest listeners, I'm looking straight at you right now. Yeah, you. I'm looking right at the camera right at you. Dungeon masters out there, just take this as a lesson. When you create a homebrewed magic item and you think your players are going to use it for something fun, like putting a talking tree inside it like Groot, or maybe growing some like fantasy marijuana inside it, wouldn't that be, you know, wouldn't that be rad? Oh, no. No, know that your players are absolutely 100% going to use it to steal your, uh, uh, you know, God-killing knife that you, you should unwisely created, and they're just going to stick it in the right pot, now. and then they're going to put it in a pocket dimension where they can get it 
wherever they want and then hide it again so that no <laughs> one can get it back from them. Yep. <clears throat> yes. Can a yep. holy flower summon and dismiss the pot? Uh, it's I not attuned so. to me. I maybe should have... Should it require attunement? Probably. So I was... Attunement is something that uh, I was looking into a little more a couple weeks ago, trying to figure out what stuff on the Trader Joe's list should require attunement and what shouldn't. And the rule is that um, if having multiple people being able to use it would disrupt gameplay, then it is something you have to attune to. So yeah, I don't really want anyone to be able to summon the pot, so I think it probably does have to require attunement. Okay. Right. Is there some sort of, like, signal you can do? Like, some sort of image, like, illusion you can make to let me know to, once it's in the pot, for me to um, make it disappear again? I mean, not something that the shades wouldn't also see. Right, but I mean, make it, like, away away from you, maybe up in, up in the air. And then I'd be in the middle of town with a bunch of shades aware that I'm there. I have an idea. Why don't we give Caden the boots? The boots? Oh, yeah, the boots. boots. Yeah, with the, with the spurs. That way, if stealth fails, you can just book Move it the fuck quickly. out of there. I'm really sorry to say this, but I actually like did create stats for the boots, and um, they actually require attunement to use. So you you can't just uh, can't just pop the boots. Damn it! Just, sorry. I've got ways I can get out. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, I believe me. I I do know some of your shit, so I wasn't just gonna have you like tossing those fucking boots to each other. <laughs> well, at least at least take this, and I grab Caden, and it takes me a second to figure out the magic, but I cast protection from evil and good. Um, oh. Oh, so nice. now undead. Where's this? Have un uh, disadvantage uh, hitting you with attacks, and you cannot be cha- charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. I would like you to read me the entire spell text, please. <clears throat> Until the spell ends, one willing, willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creature, undead being one of them. The protection grants several benefits. Creatures of the types have disadvantage on attack rolls. What? Okay, okay. S- slow down. Actually, so what What information I'm trying to drill down here on here is what are the types? Celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, undead. Aberration. And uh, what? What? Uh, what's the interaction there with uh, being charmed and possessed and things like that? Target cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed by creatures of that type. If the target is already charmed, frightened, or possessed, um, they have advantage on any saving throws against uh, that they need to make against it. Okay. All right. I am also going to touch him and cast Warding Bond. <laughs> sorry. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Sorry. Actually, you know what? Cloud is probably not going to let me cast Warding Bond because they are kind of when it has like a very specific component requirement, they're sometimes enforced. What that. is the specific? What's what's going on here? It requires a pair of platinum rings worth at least fifty GP each, with you and which you and the target must wear for the duration. It's not like consumed by the spell, but like yeah. Also, it wouldn't be that useful because it's only for within sixty feet, and I assume I'd be going more than sixty feet. 
Yeah, I mean, just if a you, good old bless would help him if you want to do something. Or a sh- I was thinking shield of faith, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I am gonna say potential saving throws against the dagger. Yeah, that's if you want to do warding bond next time you're in Gallimaufry, just talk to Arte and he can whip up a couple platinum bands for you. We can marry him. GP. Let's marry Caden, and then that'll bump his AC. <laughs> <laughs> But if you do that, you won't. But then, Flower, you won't be able to marry anyone else until you divorce Caden. Caden, it's a shotgun wedding. (laughs) Our podcast's first wedding, and it definitely is not going to be the last, let me tell you, especially if you go into the basin next, folks. Okay. Oh, God, I'm so excited. I know. Sorry, Anthony. Flower, how are you going to abuse the spell ceremony if you're already married to someone? I'm powering through my spell lists to look at all my options. See if you have yeah, any okay. props. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless, and since I can bless three people, I'll do myself, uh, Flower, and Caden. So now you have the plus four for saving throws as well, or the D4. Plus D4, yeah. Yeah. All right. And the stuff for, I'm really sorry about this flower, the specifics on uh, protection from evil and good uh, is that he has uh, undead have disadvantage on hitting him. Yes. And he can't okay. be charmed, frightened, or possessed by undead. Yeah, uh, yes. And p- potentially also by other things. Undead, celestials, face, fiends. I have to choose one of those types. Oh, okay. Oh, good. That makes my dilemma that I was having in my mind for the past 10 minutes a lot easier. Okay, if you choose undead, then that makes my life a lot simpler. Yay! Because I don't have to consider whether it protects him from a cursed dagger. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, fuck technically rules is written it doesn't but story-wise it feels like it should okay good then i don't have to worry about that awesome the dark and empty streets of al soon stretch away too quiet in the perpetual twilight gloom what do you do all right let's do this i roll stealth okay yep roll uh, roll me a stealth check oh no fucking god damn it what did you roll Six. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, as add you... your bless and your and your modifier. Oh, well, I added my modifier. Oh, you did. God damn it. God yeah, damn I rolled it. a two. Oh. Of course you did. Of course you did. You did. <laughs> Fucking god damn it. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So that's an uh, eight with the bless. <laughs> okay. All right. We all tried right. so hard. I know. Okay, Caden, as you walk through the center of town, um, you see, uh, which you had expected, you're not surprised, a stirring in the shadows at the edges of your vision. And sure enough, uh, you start to hear that uh, that sense of whispering pressing in uh, against your mind also that you felt before. And shades emerge from the darkness on all sides. And uh, you are surrounded um, in the middle of, of, you know, a fairly, you know, decently sized town square. Uh, there is a dry fountain. And uh, on the ground next to it, you see something, uh, a small dark shape uh, that glitters faintly lying on the ground. As a quick aside, uh, mm-hmm. Bless doesn't work for ability checks. So it was just a six, really? not an eight. Oh, damn it, that's it's right. Okay, that's running me anyway. 
it yeah it didn't uh it wouldn't have helped anyway they have I, a i know at the that very like, least they have a passive perception of 10 so uh, yeah. unless uh, yeah i figured that it wouldn't have made a difference but i just wanted to be like no bless yeah. is already oh, yeah. strong enough without us abusing it like it's true it's true it's it's, it's uh it's not bardic inspiration um yeah, and Sonnet is. Why uh, Sonnet, Sonnet wants no part of this. Sonnet is is quaking in their boots. Okay. Yep, Caden. Shades are closing in all around you, um, but you see something lying near the fountain. What do you do? How far away is the fountain? For for D for good D and D purposes, we'll say it's like you know twenty five feet away. Okay, I assume there's at least a couple between me and the fountain. No, they are emerging from around the edge of the town square in a ring surrounding you on every side. Oh, so there's nothing between me and... They're nope. fencing you in, but not coming right up. Yeah, right. right. I'm imagining, like, a fucking halfling with a giant fucking flower pot, like, <laughs> running towards a fountain <laughs> yeah. while this, like, ring of shades it's is It's like a foot-long too, so you have to, yeah. They have you to know that scene in Fellowship it. of the Ring where, like, all the ring yeah. rays attack them on top of a uh, weather top? Yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening here. So uh, there's a ring around me. Mm-hmm. How far, like, deep is the ring? Like, is it, like, the town is filled outside the ring, or is it, like, just, like, maybe if a few... You see around, uh, coming coming actually forward towards you, uh, you see six uh, distinct shades. Oh, that's it? Stop tempting them! <laughs> God damn it, Mac! Caden has ten hit points! Yeah, these All things right. are... No, actually, Caden has 21 hit points. Oh, okay. But, um, You'll last two turns. Yeah, these things are uh, fall into the category of opponents that are don't have a ton of AC or HP, but if they manage to hit you, you're donezo. So the, these are bad news. You guys uh, had a, a lucky escape last time, and just because these are the only ones attacking you right now, you see more uh, dark shapes uh moving in between uh buildings in the distance you know that there are more shades uh mm -hmm. but some of them are hanging back to see what's going to happen they're not all rushing you at once question can i use my movement but hold the rest of my turn um i i think so i mean we're not in initiative or i haven't told you to roll for initiative yet so oh, we're okay. kind of we're kind of squaring up to see what's going to happen here okay i'm gonna go run over to the dagger okay Okay, I've got to get in the pot without touching it. Um, is it laying on stone or sand? Like, can he just scoop it up with stone? The rim of the pot. Stone. Okay. <laughs> God's having none of this. Stone. Golf time. Yeah, Golf I'm having. Time. I'm having none of this. Caden, as you approach the knife, you feel. Oh, it feels terrible. As you oh, look God. at it, it it feels like the knife slices into your mind, um, Gosh. and you hear. A voice inside your head. Just pick me up. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, that's not ominous. You're surrounded at all. by enemies. You need help. Pick me up. I can get you out of this. I had a terrible idea. <laughs> your terrible ideas usually crush all my anything I can throw at you, so I, I would suggest you probably go with the terrible idea at this point. I can't do a good voice for a cursed sword. What's a good voice for a cursed sword, you guys? Hey, kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sword. 
Okay. Pick me up, kid. Hey, I'm sitting here. <laughs> Stab someone with me. Do it. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Guys, I only had three voices to begin with, and I've heard it used way more than three voices. I got nothing here. Hey, I'm a cursed sword. I'm from the streets. Pick me up, motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah, that's what you hear in your mind. That. <laughs> do I get to do the sword's voice? Absolutely. You're better at it than I am. You're in some hot shit here, little halfling man. <laughs> Pick me up. I can get you out of this one. <laughs> the shades are moving in. Tick tock. All right. I um I cast levitate on the dagger. What the fuck are you doing, man? Hey, what is this? <laughs> I lift it up just, you know, just a, feet, a foot or two the, so the I can get the pot underneath it. The gently floats up, spinning <laughs> into the air. And then I uh, dispel levitate and let it fall into the pot. Clang-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. It falls into the pot. Yay. All right, roll for initiative. You're fucked. Can All I? of us? Yeah, Can all I? of you, obviously. I wanted to, I wanted to hold my bonus action. Uh, well, okay, what what are you what are you wanting to do? I want to cast a spell when they get close enough to attack me. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, everybody, roll me. Everybody. Ten. Yeah, because it, when you start screaming for help, as your soul is sucked out, I'm assuming they'll come to try to rescue you. But if I start screaming for help, the other shades in the city are gonna know I'm there. <laughs> uh, look, Everyone knows where you are. You've got a six man. on your stealth. Yeah, they they they're watching. Uh, let's see. Eleven. Oh, seven. You fucked up, halfling man. Get me out of here. <laughs> Where the hell is this place? I love this voice. <laughs> this is the best this is the best thing ever. Listeners, um, this is why you you really should have uh we should really should have made Audrey the dungeon master of this campaign. Uh and not me, because Audrey is just yeah, fantastic. Uh oh. Yeah, y'all are fucked. Okay, um That's what do you think? Yeah, this time you might be, though. Uh, okay. That's what you think. All right, Caden, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, but uh, then after that, we'll go in normal initiative order, okay? My, I want to hold my turn until they get close enough to attack me, and then I want to... Okay, one is reaching out to attack you right now. Okay, cool. And I... Well, no. I cast Misty Step. Yo. Okay. All and right. I Misty Step to towards my friends. Okay, your friends are quite a ways away. Uh, I'm gonna say, cause you had to walk, I mean, this is a town, and you had to walk all the way from the edge into the center of it. Okay, cool. You, and the pot, and, uh, the cursed knife from New York are- Ah, what's going on in here? <laughs> are now- My digestive system, I'm just squirting right now. Jesus, you're hired. Um, are now, uh, 30 feet outside the, uh, ring of, uh, six shades that had closed in to all try to fuck you up, and now they're like, uh? <laughs> <laughs> uh? uh? <laughs> help! Yeah, help, help, help. Help is on the way! <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, uh, one of the shades rolled lower than you. Uh, so that shade uh, is going to move 30 feet towards you, uh, but it's the only one that can. And then we are back to the top of the order. Um, 
Yeah, let's just, uh, I mean, actually, record scratch. Let's just, let's just count that as the start of the fight. And now we're going to start moving in proper initiative order. Because that would have meant I was like skipping you guys and stuff like that. Caden, Misty steps, he calls for help. And now we're going to start moving in initiative order. Is that all fair and good? Sure. Sure. Yeah, just, just make it less complicated. Okay. All I'm right. I'm going to die. Um, possibly. I did warn you. Okay. Uh, oh, shade number five goes first. Uh, it moves toward, oh, you're only 30 feet away, right? Yep. Oh no, these things have a speed of 50 feet. <laughs> okay. I comes after you and it's going to try to hit you. It has uh, with... disadvantage and shit, right? It does mm. have disadvantage. Uh, that might be a really good thing. Oh, man. Okay, yep. It swipes at you, Caden, but it misses. Shade number three Is that comes the protect after you. from good and evil? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Is giving, is giving all of them disadvantage against There's you. There's like a bit of like a force that it sort of hits and sort of bounces off as it tries to bring its claws down at you. Oh, God. Your AC is only 12. Okay. Shield? Uh, shade Shield number do any reactions? Shade number three hits you. Can I do any reactions? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because we're counting this as as starting over at the start of a new turn, so... Okay, then I will react with shield, I think, is the spell. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. His AC is now 17, because it's plus 5 until the start of his next yeah. turn. Bam! It uh, Its hand uh, would have touched you, and it... Uh, an invisible force pops up in the air and uh, it sh- it shrieks as its attack is detected by the shield. Okay. Um, you cried out for help? Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, you all heard it. Uh, Sonnet is still uh, standing uh, sort of like just beyond the edge of the furthest buildings. Their, their ears stand straight up. They hear your cry for help. And uh, Sonnet moans and cringes and sort of folds in on themselves, but they they can't quite bring themselves to overcome their fear and come help you. All right. Uh, Next we have shade number six. No. I just did number four, and that brings us to number five, which is flower. Well, I snap and make the... um... Uh, the pot disappear. I was gonna say I didn't. I didn't even bother to put any distance requirements on that, did I? <laughs> no. No, of course not. <laughs> nope. Okay, fine. <sighs> I could put a bomb in there and just like huck it at the cultists. I am going to be uh, or maybe revisiting how the pot works because uh, there probably <laughs> no, should be there probably should be some sort of of distance limit. It should probably be like a hundred and twenty feet or something like that. I'll have to frantically use it until you do that. Yeah, I was going to say I'm definitely not going to let you you do that, but in this case, I, I'll allow it. It's not too much of an abuse. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then we'll just start uh, running towards the action. Okay. What does the knife say as it's whisked into the pocket dimension? What the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just saying what the fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, awesome. That's fine, guys. I've got a plan. Well, you're coming okay. towards us while we're coming towards you, though. So it would right. take three turns for us to meet up. Right. Um. All right. Flower has dashed 60 feet towards Caden. Uh, next up, number six, Athanasius. What do you do? So is Caden just like 
up a main road? Like, can we see Caden from where we are right now? I'm going to say, so he's on a main road, but I don't think you have sight of him quite yet. Because I think it it probably curves a little bit as it goes through town. Very few, like, towns are just, like, completely straight. I mean, like, we're talking old-timey towns here, not like a planned modern town. Question whether or not they would hear me from 600 feet away. Uh, yeah, because it's very quiet. And we've been listening for it. I was going to say, I'm sure we were listening for you as well. I pull the bird token out of my pocket. (laughs) I wondered when you were going to remember you had that. I even predicted you would end up probably using it in this episode. And I read the runes off of it. All right. The bird has the statistics of a rock. See the monster manual, but it obeys your simple commands and it can't attack. It can carry up to 500 pounds while flying at its maximum speed. Uh, or a thousand pounds flying at half that speed. The a bird rock is a gargantuan creature. Yeah, I know. The bird disappears after flying its maximum distance for a day, or if it drops to zero hit points, and you can its just fly speed is action. 120 feet. It's a big fucking bird. It's a big fucking it's a bird. Huge bird. You speak a guttural word in uh the the giant language of the giant kin who lived in Kazadros. And uh, you, you'd better stand back, bro, because what happens is that, you know, rather small stone carving of a bird expands until it's a giant fucking stone well, bird. So I think I could understand the runes. It knocks down all like, the buildings on this street. I could understand the runes somewhat and knew it was going to turn into a bird. So I think I threw it into yeah. the air after I said the words. Squaw! It And it obeys my commands, right? Oh mm-hmm. my god, did you do that? I did do that. Oh, thank it's, god. It's more like... It, it flattens all the buildings <laughs> around you guys. All of a sudden, there is a giant stone bird with glowing blue carvings. If it just waves its wings, it's going to start disintegrating wraiths just with the power of the wind. Possibly. Uh, so I tell it to go in the direction of Caden, and I also give it my scroll of protection against undead and aberrations just in case. All right, it takes the scroll in his beak, and god damn, fucking damn it. Okay. (laughs) Now I gotta pull up the statistics of a fucking rock. (laughs) It does, by the way, it does say it can't attack. That's fine. That's fine. I just need it to fucking deliver that scroll and then carry a halfling. It can do that, right? We need it sweet, sweet, fly sweet, bead, yeah. And that beefy hit points. My god. It is almost 250 hit point HP. And also it can fly over the building, so potentially it can get to him faster than us. (laughs) 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 Quick, give it a name. Rock. With a K. Wow. Uh, I name it Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes! That's much much better. Okay, yeah. Oh, holy fuck. This thing is a gargantuan monstrosity. I'm telling you, yeah. Holy fuck, it's got 248 hit points. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's a CR 11 beast. Okay, well, good thing it can't attack then. Um, at Who least it didn't give you that. That's also that a valid name. name. Uh, I am going to roll initiative for it. Okay, uh, the bird rolled really bad on its initiative, uh, which is fine. Okay. That's actually... Great, because it can act this turn then? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, that was what Athanasius did. Then we go on to number 
seven, which is a wraith. Okay, it's gonna... Caden still has shield active. Yeah, so that makes his AC, what, 17? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, it does not hit. Man, you guys. (laughs) You fucking guys. Okay. Us fucking We went into this prepared, okay? You piece of shit. Even with me rolling a two on stealth. We all knew exactly what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And everything was worth it. Like, everything we did was... Oh, my God. Wait. 17? I hit! <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. I wait. Wait. I, I rolled an 18 and a 14, and these shades have plus four to hit. That oh, okay. means with disadvantage, I got an 18. That beats yep, his okay. armor class, even yeah. with shield. Guys, uh, listeners... You will know that I don't usually root against the players. However, they've been very cheeky to me lately. Um, <laughs> is, this, is this my punishment for that joke? Yeah, you are You are about to be punished, my man. All right, Caden, you take 11 necrotic damage. Okay. And I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. What you get, what you get blessed for? Hey, I can use lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your extra D4. Okay, so that's 17. Okay, yes, you uh you succeed on that uh saving throw. <laughs> I didn't roll a two, I rolled a one. Still alive. So I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Alright, that was number eight. Next we go to number nine, which is Caden himself. Oh, really? Yep, what do you do? So I assume there's buildings on either side of me. Oh, you, yeah. he, you hear Athen in the distance yelling, I'm sending a giant bird for you. Um, No, you can totally you see, see the, the giant, giant bird. bird. It's fucking huge. All of a sudden, Caden, you saw a giant, now there's just a giant stone bird covered in glowing blue runes with burning fiery blue eyes. Uh, you saw it reach down and come back up with just this, like a tiny little... um. A uh, stone orb clutched at its beak <laughs> that you can barely see because the bird is bird is so fucking huge, and uh, it uh, it came down and crushed most of the buildings in the street. So mm. there's now a giant bird. But but I yell to let him know that it's a friendly bird. How high is normal jumping? Your oh. strength mod. <laughs> so <laughs> negative one. <laughs> Like you fall jump, every time you try is... to to jump, you actually sink a foot into the ground. We don't know how that works with <laughs> physics, but oh it God. it happens. That's, that's you weird. just sort of clip okay. into the terrain a little bit. I'm going to misty step again. Okay. Because I assume if I just try and run, they'll have opportunity attacks. They would yes, unless okay. you use disengage. So can I use two spells on one turn, Cloud, or no? Technically, the rules say. That you can only cast a spell and then a cantrip as a second spell. You can do two cantrips, or you can do a spell and a cantrip. If obviously, if one or the other is a bonus action and but one is an action spells. or a reaction, you know that sort of thing. But you're not technically supposed to have a spell and a. You technically can't use more than one spell slot per turn. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my bonus action. To do my fancy twirly wind jump. You can only do that if you're casting a spell. Yep, I am casting a spell. Okay, what spell so are you I casting? I jump 10 feet away from them. Okay. And then I cast Gust of Wind. Okay. Would you like me to read the whole spell? Uh, Yeah, because what effect are you thinking this is going to have on them? They're undead. They're not smoke. Well, I'm strong, 160 by 10. 
blasts from you in the direction you choose, so obviously towards the creatures. Okay. Each creature that starts its turn in the line must succeed a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet away from you Jesus. in the direction following the line. Any creature in the line must spend two feet of movement for every one foot it moves <laughs> when moving closer to you. <laughs> These things literally have a strength score of one, you guys. Fuck it! Yeah! <laughs> oh my fucking Excellent. god. Okay, um, so, uh, is that gust of wind is a line? Uh, yeah, feet 60, 60 feet, feet long by 10 feet wide. Oh, by 10 feet. Okay. Um, and yeah, they were all grouped up on you because they were sh- all trying to touch you. Um, yeah, sure. Um. All right. Okay, and they all need to make a strength saving throw or, or be pushed. Exactly. And then he said every time they move while they're in that line, every foot of movement costs two feet of movement. So it's basically difficult terrain for them. And what's your spell save, DC? 14. Is is a strength score of one, is that negative four or negative five? It's negative five. Negative but out of five. six rolls, one of them was a 20 and one of them was a 19. Oh my god. 19 minus five is 14. It meets. Still... After I cast a spell, I move 25 feet away right. from them. So. Okay. All right. All right. So so four of them are pushed how far back away from you? 15. All right. They're pushed 15 feet back. Two of them aren't pushed, but they're still, it, it still counts as they, they can't move through it easily and the, all that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And just to be clear, he moved, what, eight feet away with his bonus action oh, yeah, he thing jumped. and he, then... yeah he, he jumped 10 feet away first so that's fine so he's yep. 35 feet away right and they're yep. moving through difficult terrain and they only have no, i understand uh, it still doesn't help but hey i rolled good so you also, know so it's the range itself and it says the wind comes from me so i think it moves with me probably yeah yeah you're a fire hydrant you're yeah a... yep. if it says so range am... self and it doesn't say that it originates from a point somewhere, then it, it's originating from you and it moves with you. Oh, just whipping up so much sand around you as well with this wind and dust. Bottom line, they can't reach him. Okay, go. Yeah, just uh, fuck all the shades. Let's just move to the next person who's not a shade. Yeah, whatever. You were, cl- you were clever enough. Clever clocks, you win. You beat the shades. Okay, it's the rock's turn. What does the rock do? Uh, the rock flies directly towards Caden. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Caden, a giant fucking stone bird, burning blue eyes, sweeps into the air and then down upon you with a shriek, with a shrieking cry. Ah! It cries as it swoops down towards you. What do you do? And you hear Athen off in the distance yell, Jump on the bird and take the orb out of its mouth in case you need it. I uh, attempt to get on the bird. Okay, you can yeah, you can uh, you can get on the bird. The bird lets you get on. I'm assuming a rock just has like infinite movement speed. <laughs> what the? Yeah, I was about to say it's only it's still like 300 feet away from me. It's only uh, had. But the bird itself is enormous. It can yeah. do literally whatever it wants. It has fly speed of 120 feet. So yeah, if it and it was dashed. sprinting towards you, so it could go 240 feet, and you've already moved some from the center of town. If any other person says one more number, Audrey and I are both going to kill people. (laughs) It's a, 
He literally the biggest fucking bird ever. All right. It, well, it gets I... it, it gets here. You can get on top of it. Okay, it flies away. All right, cool. Uh, it's flying. It and flies I just back. I gust of wind so I don't interfere with its flying ability. It, yeah, it wouldn't have cared anyway. Okay, uh, it flies back over the rest of the party. Athanasius, Yay. what do you tell the rock to do? It's under your command. Uh, to, to gently drop the halfling. We should. Can we fly this thing back to uh, back to Potley's um, shop? Oh yeah, we can totally fly this back to Joe. It's gargantuan. We can all fit on it, right? Yeah, and it lasts yeah, for it can a carry day. Up to up to five hundred pounds and fly its maximum. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> carry up to 500 pounds while flying at its maximum speed, which is 16 miles an hour for a maximum of 144 miles per day with a one-hour rest every three hours of flying. Or up to yeah, 1,000 pounds can do at this. half that speed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can make it. The bird disappears after flying its maximum distance for a day. Or if it drops do we lay less points. than 500 pounds? Well, it can't fly its maximum speed, but it can still fly. I was going to yeah. say, you weigh more than 500, but less than 1,000. So it can fly at 8 miles an hour up to 144 miles a day. So, yeah. 8 miles an hour? Look, dude, okay. it's a giant stone bird. What more do you want from it? It senses your judgment. <laughs> I sense somebody else's judgment, too. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's fucking judgment. I want to murder all of you. And I'm going to find a monster that can do it. You better believe. <laughs> okay. I hope no one else is afraid of heights. Get on, get on. Ugh, first the dragon flies, then the floaty boy, now this. Why do we have to ride floating creatures, Athen? To be fair, I knew that the rock would eventually come into play, first of all. Uh, I did actually have a feeling that it might come into play this particular episode. Um... So, there you go. I was actually expecting this a little bit. So, it's not cheating or anything. I knew you would burn the bird at some point. So, you got the bird. I was expecting to have to burn the scroll too, and I didn't. So, Guys, I still have we that. We could have just used the bird and not put me in danger. <laughs> because I can levitate I can levitate the dagger up to th- 20 feet. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to have to use it if I didn't have to. You thought you were going to roll more than a two on your fucking stuff. Yeah, they thought yeah, you were seriously. Good thing you're going to get those boots soon, probably, huh? Yeah, right. All right. Uh, so do you all get on the bird? Sonnet and Yowali yeah. are, are willing to get on the bird. Okay. Yeah. They're like, we're, the we're happy to leave. All right. And you uh, you start to, you're like, oh, yeah, we should, we should fly the bird back to uh, the Lonely Whistle, which was the name of the tavern where you entered this area. Yep. And, um... As you direct the bird in that area, uh, you you get sort of like high enough, uh, and uh, Yowali is with you that you do actually start to be able to see the edge of the gloaming it, once you get close enough to the edge of it. And as you do, you see smoke rising in the distance. Uh oh. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter, at TableTalesCast. This podcast was edited by Cloud and Audrey, and produced by Cloud. 
Special thanks to Matt Marshall for his awesome advice. Our theme music is 8-Bit Adventure by Adhesive Wombat. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us next week on Tales from the Table. Thank you.